Welcome to the Strategic Life Podcast, episode 103, How to Think, with your host, Coach Mario. Dr. Mario. Along with Frank. (laughs) Here we are. Get it all out now. Here we are, 103 episodes in. And And if you think we had it. Just now, we're going to tell you a little thing or two about how to think properly, or how people think, or... (laughs) So let's put it here. Let's start here. For those who don't know, Dr. Mario, a.k.a. the talent, a.k.a. the BM, a.k.a. the best man, a.k.a. you're welcome, <laughs> has a, amongst many degrees, he collects paper too, he's got a postdoctorate in neuropsychology. So we asked him what he thinks about our brains. No, just kidding. That's, that's, not a, that's not a solvable thing. But he is going to be leading the way as we talk about how to think and he says that there's three types of thinking. What do you think about that, Dr. Mario? What do you got to say about that? Learn us. Learn us good. We what are, be what good I think about the thinking? <laughs> we want to be good. We want to do good. We want to read good. Well, there's in actuality, <laughs> in all reality, scientists and the folks that are obviously a lot smarter than some of us say that there are seven types of thinking. However... I like to summarize it in the top three, mm. uh, because if you get too detailed into this, uh, you know, it's it's just a hodgepodge of different opinions. Good word. So what we want to talk about is number one is what we call convergent thinking. You heard it here first. And this was coined by Paul Guilford, and Paul said that convergent thinking is all about Frank asks me a question. And I give him an answer. So it's just that simple. So basic question. Basic Q&A. Basic Q&A. That's okay. it. Right? Divergent thinking. This is second style of thinking, yes? Numero dos. Gotcha. There you go. Is where the individual has a thought process to generate creative ideas. And then based on that, you come up with a response. So in one, in convergent, you're looking for one response. In divergent, it's a thought process, and you generate uh, maybe several responses. Maybe it's just not one. Maybe it's two different alternatives, that sort of thing. But the one that I like the best is what we call lateral thinking. And in lateral thinking, it's a problem-solving approach. It's an indirect approach. It's kind of like what I talk about. The coach approach is where Mario may ask me a question and I come back with another question and another. So what are we doing? We're trying to create more perspective. We're trying to get deeper in into whatever particular context we're talking about. Uh, What is not being said in the responses that the client perhaps is providing or your, your spouse or your child in the relationship. And and so it's it's a a movement value, if you will. What are we moving from? Well, we're moving from an idea to create new ideas. So we're asking individuals in the lateral uh, thinking to come up with different solutions, different planes of thought, so to go deeper, not just to... Uh, respond or react to the first thing that perhaps can answer that question because there's always more 
as we know. And so some of my colleagues who have been in coaching as long as I have will say that the most effective master coach is the one that allows the client to do 80% of the talking and the coach will do the 20% of the talking. And that 20% is typically either affirming the responses that the client is posing or, but the majority of that 20% is actually asking questions, what we call asking powerful questions. And being able to listen, and we call it in coaching, turbo listening. So if we were to apply these concepts to our relationships, we would probably be able to resolve conflict in a much smoother fashion. Um, because the, the effectiveness of communication is always dependent upon the response that you receive. So if you're asking a question and you don't believe you're getting the right response, perhaps you would need to ask another question. <clears throat> and see, that's what the lateral thinking is all about. Because together we can come up with different frames and thoughts because you have your own perceptions, beliefs, religious background, character, core values, uh, culture, so many different what we call filters in the models of communication that we teach in neurolinguistic programming that the way you see the world might be more through your visual where perhaps in Frank, it may be more what he hears. The challenge for many of our, and I wouldn't say just children today, because we have adults as well, that may be uh, diagnosed as ADHD or on the spectrum of autism, is that typically those individuals, their preferred modality of learning is what we call kinesthetic by doing, by feeling. Uh, and so for them, uh, a teacher that is focused on the convergent thinking conversation mm. alone, that may not help that child. And so if that child is not receiving the correct line of communication and prompting him or triggering him or her to think in that lateral thought process, then they may get bored, uh, they may manifest, they may act out. Uh, and so what we hear today, the solution for those kinds of children is typically, well, let's, let's send them to the doctor or counselor, medication, et cetera, et cetera. So to sum up those last six minutes, here's what, I, here's what I took away. I wasn't a smart aleck my whole life by answering questions with questions. I've been a lateral thinker. You've been, <laughs> you've been a bleep. <laughs> Answering questions with questions. I've just been a lateral thinker. I've been ahead of the curve. Well, you've I've been, been a lateral quite a bleep. <laughs> quite a gifted child I was. Okay, so um, here's my question. And, we're gonna, I, and you're getting into great stuff. I love how that... What kind of question is it? The kind that I ask. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a correlation between the three types? Is there... Is it... Is it something you're born with? Is it, a, is it a preferred mode of operation that people use to either learn with or, or, or be taught with? It's a great question. And the answer is, it all depends. 
Yes, it depends on. That was a lateral thinking answer. Yeah. I like that. Hello. Oh, I like where this is going. This guy's good. We got to bring him back. We got to bring him back. He, here's the thing, right? <laughs> if you throw into the mix, the the one of the seven, another one is, is, is critical thinking. You hear uh, a lot of parents today saying we no longer in our public education have uh, systems thinking. have critical thinking. Correct. The Agreed. answer to that is is in many schools, no. Uh, in universities, not so much, depending. If you're in law school, there's definitely a lot of critical thinking there. And in some others, engineering and science and that sort of thing. But what is critical thinking? Critical thinking is you're looking for or judging what we call a truth value of the statement of or question that's being asked to see if there are any errors hmm. in that statement or question. So I like to call that thinking about thinking. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it's all about metacognition. Thoughtception. Yes, thoughtception. <laughs> and so what that does is it causes me to go, if, let's say, for example, you guys are in a conversation with me and you may see me at, uh, at some point um, that I'm in, in deep thought. It's not that I'm focused, I'm not focused on what's being said is I'm thinking about thinking. I'm critically analyzing and laterally thinking about what's not being said, which sometimes can be more powerful than what is being said. If you've ever been married, you need to learn this one. Frank, that's not you. Got it. He is currently available and single and ready to mingle. That's Frank Garcia. Frank. <laughs> Like that, you've been so talkative. Tell us something. Think about something for the first time. Now have. is when you guys want to at me. A hundred and three episodes. <laughs> no, we've done it before. There's one episode where we did it three times, and yeah. we had it across. That's Frank at AfroBusiness.com. <laughs> what do you got? I know you got something. Well, I, he's I, been I, thinking about I, it. I've been thinking about it. Right. Um. I when we when, when we discussed this episode, I I went through you know just. My frankisms of 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 of, of what what thinking is the thought process is right, um, and I came up with two things right. One, true thinking, and and Dr. Meyer touched up on it. True thinking is very very difficult. Why? Because true thinking and thought process is for you to one actively listen. You have to listen, but not only do you have to listen. But you have to listen without any prejudice or prejudgment. Why? Most people, when they think or, or, or somebody's asking them a question or something is being told to them, the first thing our mind does is go into some sort of self-criticism. I'm going to answer this way because it either affects me one way or another, this question, or I'm going to reply based upon my life experience and sensibility. But that's not true thinking, right? Like, that's not a correct answer. Just because you've seen it doesn't make it a fact, which leads me to, well, what's the evolution of thinking? Is thinking it, right? Like, that's it. We think about something and that's it. No, 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 no. You can go from thinking, right, which is self-criticism, um, all the way up to belief. But belief is doubt, right? Belief is something you've never seen. I believe in this. But if you've seen it before, you would say, I know this to be true. Mm -hmm. So knowledge is based on facts. So your thought process needs to go through thinking, 
belief, knowledge. Once you're able to have that thought process and then you give an answer, at that point you're thinking. At that point you're actually saying something. At that point you're conversing and providing an answer. Um, but if it's just, well, Frank, what do you think about this? And I just spew out the first thing that, that I've seen in my life. That's not true thinking or reflection, right? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you may have heard the saying before, but ultimately, if you are really a good listener, or in this case, a good thinker, you should be listening to, um, listening to, most people are listening to respond instead of listening to understand. Correct. So to, doc, to Dr. Mario's point, when 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 we're, we're we're speaking about you know these three types three out of seven types of thinking, I've noticed that everything was in an intent to reply or or or, or rebuttal or or come up with another point. Well, what about if there is none? What happens if you're just thinking, like just about yourself? If you ask yourself that question, what happens if something comes into your mind that forces you to think about what's happening to you and only you? So if, if you have to analyze something about yourself. Well, then some of these become more difficult, right? So it, it, the thought process in itself needs to be very deep and it needs to be something that you listen to yourself. It's kind of like, it, like if you're having a conversation with yourself, are you truly listening to what that other side is saying, right? When you think about all the bad situations or all the good situations that have happened in your life, right? Like, like let's, let's go through something that's very... Uh, very bright in your life, right? Something, something that's very colorful in your life. And it could be something really good or something bad. When you go through that and you sit down and you go through the thought process, you're going to go through it, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, what you're preview to. Are you doing that at all moments when you have something you really need to ponder and think about? That's a very good point. So to better understand, and notice we're navigating through this with certain caution, and it's not really caution, it's we we understand that this process happens in an instant. However, we're slowing it down so that we can grasp and we can project it to you in the way that we definitely want to serve you at the highest level. We must understand that a thought is a thing. And what happens is the human mind gets a stimulus. That's the first thing that occurs. Uh, it could be visual, it could be auditory, it could be kinesthetic. It could also be auditory digital, which is one that you shared, yeah. where someone thinks first and then goes into one of the other modalities. Because what happens immediately when you have a thought, your your mind encodes everything in time. It also processes events in pictures so the picture that comes to your mind and this all happens in microseconds immediately creates a stimulus it could be a self-defense type stimulus right fight flight or freeze or it could be a productive stimulus whereby you go in through a process of anal analysis or judging which is the critical type of thinking whatever that is once that stimulus comes in and that picture is form is created, then we have a chemical reaction in our brains as well. Uh, if it's positive, then we're going to have some positive chemicals. It's, if it's negative, you're going to have that. <clears throat> that then becomes a behavior based on certain filters. 
So once you have the thought, once you have the stimulus, once the chemistry is released, then you have some filters. Our mind, in order to prevent us from doing overwhelm, as we mentioned in the previous podcast, does three things. What are they? Delete. Oh, delete, distort, and generalize. We delete information, we distort information, and we generalize. And that's in order for us to not do overwhelm. What happens? Those filters, in addition to our meta programs, in addition to our values, our belief, our temperament, our character, our personalities, then are reduced to a decision that then produces a behavior. So to, to summarize all that up, long story short, if we're taking uh, an event that happened with how we're thinking, it's essentially something happens, how is it brought into our mind, we create a picture, we create an emotion, we create a feeling based on how we grew up, how we were raised, what was projected onto us from our parents. So in every event that happens, all this happens on a daily basis. And if something happens, you witness something, you process it, and therefore you make a decision how you think on how you respond, a.k.a. how you behave. Which is an amazing thing because two people can be here. And what I, what I love to, to, where I love to go with this example when I talk about this is a car accident, right? If it's your fault, and if it's someone else, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're the, whether you were the, the victim or, or the person, you know, who, who, who uh, perpetrator, was, exactly, the perp, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're both going to have different stories. Everyone's going to have a different story here because, you know, and it's not just car accident, or, but there's always a different story because thing, people are processing and thinking in different ways. So it's always an amazing thing how you can have, uh, for to give another example, two people coming from the same background, from the same community, from the same place. One made a success of himself. One, you know, didn't amount to, you know, in, in comparison well, what happened? They were both from the, you know, in this example, they were both two brothers, same, same, um, same upbringing, same parents, same influences, went to the same schools. How were things done? Because they were thinking differently. Yes. Well, something that I loved and, 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 and I wish you would have kept going with it, but I'm glad you did it so I can go for it. Um, <laughs> it's very selfish thinking. Something to think about. <laughs> what type of thinking was that? Keep going. <laughs> Start looking at time as distance. Why I say that? Because to coach's point, something that's happening to you right now and you are perceiving it in a certain way, does that, that, that does not mean that that moment will stay in your vision, in your timeline, in that way. The further out you get from it, if you measure time as distance, the different you're going to look at that moment. Why? Because you're either so much further away from it that you're going to see how insignificant it was, or you can then adapt a different point of view on it. Your present dictates your past, not the other way around. Why I say that? If I sit here and I say, well, I went through some troubling experience and it's made me a better person. That's not necessarily a troubling experience. Now, is it? But my present, at the moment it was, at the moment I had heartache and, 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 and it was horrible and life was all crumbling down and the sky was falling on me and it was terror and horror everywhere I went. But six weeks, six months, six years down the line, hey, you know what? It, it, it's a different 
it's a different perspective. That moment made me who I am. So now I'm connotating, like I'm adding a connotation to it, a positive connotation to it. Hey, I'm glad that happened to me now, right? So your present can dictate your past. Not your past should dictate your present. It's the same way your future is going to dictate your present, right? You, that's how you measure that out. If, you're, if you wake up today and you work towards your future, you are going to have a pleasant present at all times. But if you sit here and say, well, my past made me this, yeah, that you're always going to be miserable. You're always going to be behind the eight ball there, right? So that, that, that's one aspect of it, the time portion of it. How that affects the way we think. You can apply what feelings, you can apply what sensibilities, you can apply th the ones you've learned in your life. You can pick and choose and say, hey, I am going to make this a positive experience. I'm going to make this a negative one that I'm going to avoid, right? So give you an example. You got into a car accident. I'm going to make this into a positive experience. I, I, I'm not going to text and drive anymore. That's something you can avoid. Hey, I, 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 I'm going to make this a positive experience. This, this pushed me, right? And now I'm now more resilient because I went through heartache and hardship. So you can pick and choose from your life the ones, you, the ones you've experienced and then apply them to the situations. And if you think about that, if you think about your life that way, if you actually sit there and you look at the moment and you say, hey, I get to pick and choose how I think about this moment, how I perceive, how I grasp, how I memorize this moment. That's true thinking. Yes, and there are many individuals who have had significant negative experiences in their life where they have not gone through a process, whether it's by therapy or an automatic process to release whatever advanced traumas or multiple traumas they have gone through that have become core memories in their unconscious mind. And so unbeknownst to some of them, they may be making decisions that result in, as we said in episode 102, shameless plug, lack of resilience because they're stuck. And so if you really want to go back and do some research, I'm going to tell you the most wonderful opportunity. Uh, and I tell us to all the folks that coach and I, uh, do training and talk about these neuro-linguistic programming and models of communication. And it's the movie by Disney called Inside Out. Mm -hmm. Inside Out, it, it's fun to watch with the kids, but it's actually the kids that can see that decisions that were being made through the lifespan of the teenager were as a result of things uh, that were in her unconscious mind through core memories. Right. There's a reality to that. I'm glad you talked about the timeline. Again, I started off today's broadcast with saying that our mind encodes in time. And so what you've described is someone that has had the ability to go back and review the timeline to grasp, exchange the negative energy for whatever trauma they had with what? With the learnings. Accepting their responsibility. Again, that goes back to decision-making. What was my role in this? How do I move forward from where I am right now? Using that lateral thinking, asking questions. You ask more questions and you change your life. Mm -hmm. The way I look at it. Ultimately, 
one thing that you have to take, uh, and I really like where Frank was going with it, you know, talking about your past, you know, and, and what dictates your future and your past and all that. One thing that I know for sure is what we call uh, in our master practitioner course, the convergence point. Yes. And it's what is the most important part of your life? And it's not your past and it's not your present and it's not your future. It's right now and right now and right now. It's every second in that moment when you can make another decision. If it was five seconds ago for me, but now again, it's now. Because only in now, now, can you make a decision that's going to take it, that's going to shift your life. Mm-hmm. So it's, and, and you could say that's your present, but your present's always shifting in essence. So it's not your past, it's not your future, it's this moment in time right now. What decision are you going to make? How are you going to think differently? Because you can choose to focus on the past and how it's been wrong. And, 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 and believe me, people are really good at staying in the past and talking about how they're overweight because of their thyroid and how good they were in their prime. And they're at the gym telling you, hey, you know what? You know, when I was younger, I used to do this and I was Mr. This and that and I used to compete. Everyone used to do this and used to be someone and used to be the multimillion dollar real estate agent. Everyone used to be something. And that shows you in that moment how they're thinking. And I can guarantee you they're not thinking about now because otherwise they wouldn't be focused on all these past things. Mm -hmm. Same thing in a relationship. If you're focused on all the good things in the past and I just wanted things to get back to where they used to be, that's already the wrong way to think. You're not walking backwards. It's not about how good it was in the past. It's about how good it's going to become because of the decision I made now to make us better, to make us stronger, boo, to do what we wanted to do, to take us to the next level. It's not about getting back to where you were. It's about going past that into something greater. That ship has left the port, that relationship. Yeah. And so you want to be proactive. You want to not allow your mind to control you. You want to be able to control the mind the good book talks about renewal of the mind. That's a daily process for me. I'm thinking about thinking. There's times you have to just shut down all of these devices and just meditate and just have some silence and look at the possibilities of what could be. That's what belief is all about. You talked about belief where there's limiting decisions made by what? By limiting beliefs. Right. Based on what? Based on whatever has happened in your lifespan. Correct. At one point in that now, you told yourself, I can't do this. And mm-hmm. now you believe that. Yes. Now that's part of your foundation of who you are now. And you say that to yourself. Oh, this is hard. Oh, I can't. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, they won't, they don't want me. This is all self-talk that's generating and creating new neurons and new connections in your brain that are keeping you where you are. And so you've got to move forward. Yeah. And, and your belief system can jeopardize all of this, mm-hmm. right? If, if you wake up every day believing that you can't do something, you won't. If you wake up every day and again, you are capable of it. And that's why it's a belief because I believe I won't be able to get this done. I believe I won't accomplish this. I believe we can't get this done. I believe this is wrong. If, if you're constantly in that belief mode, you're not thinking, you're not, you're not, you're not knowledgeable. You're not processing correctly. You need to get past that. 
you need to get into the I know. I know we can't do this and here's why and that's how we fix it. I know we can do this. I know I am capable of this and here is why. And then go out and do it. So once you get to that point, that's your evolution of your thought process. Mm -hmm. That's your evolution of it. And then how do you use that? Well, that's what's going to exponentially speed you through time. If you say, I believe it will happen when it wants to happen, right? And, and, and we're all religious, but one of the things I fear the most is, is when I hear, well, if God wants it for me, mm. do you have thoughts of that happiness? Yes, I do. God already wants it for you. You got to go get it. It's in the book. Like you've got to you've got to take action. But that's belief systems yes. and that you're using against yourself. Yeah. Now you're saying yeah. now you're saying, well, God didn't give it to me. No, 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 no. Yeah, he did. There's every opportunity <laughs> out there. It's in your brain, it's in your heart, it's in your soul. You have the gift for it, but you have decided to use free will. He also gave you to not showcase it to the world. Mm, preach it, friend. So Come that's on. exactly so it. So even positive things as religion and God, and that's as high up as, as we can get, right? Like people will believe that it's wrong for mm-hmm. them, that they and, can't and achieve absolutely. And if you And don't, that's scary. You have to get over that. Yeah. Exactly. No matter what you believe in, if you believe in this, that, God, Allah, energy chakras, whatever it is your belief is, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't just walk out there and say, you know what? I have faith in God. I'm going to walk across this 10 lane highway because that's in God's hands. With my no, eyes no, no, closed. No. That is you also taking action. And what I want you to take away from these last four seconds of me rambling on is you do have to take action. So, yes, there, there, there is that higher being for whatever it is for you. For me, it's God. And for these gentlemen, it is as well. But it also involves some action. You can't just say what will be will be. That is a lack of in, that is inaction on your part. And you do have to do something. You do have to do something besides praying and meditating and waiting for Mercury to not be in retrograde or whatever <laughs> is going on out here, you know, like, like you know, bringing out your crystals and laying them around, you got to do something. You have to take some kind of action well, and to that, meet with this. What I love about that is, right, and, and look how we ended up, thinking is action. Like, if we could tie yes. it all in with that, right, what Coach is saying, mm-hmm. thinking is action. Are you actively thinking? Are you actually doing the, 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 the exercise the work. of thought? Do the work. And, 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 and you have to do the work when it comes down to how you think, your decision, your perception of the world, your past, your present, your future, the people around you, your environment. When you think about these things, how is it that you're properly doing it? I got excited. Frank is preaching. Word. I love it. We, we should just thank you so much. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. The time is now. 